How do social entrepreneurs and small businesses create an authentic brand people love so they can get the edge they need to stand out, create predictable revenue, and compete against the big guys? That's what we're here to discuss. I'm Adam Force, the founder of Change Creator, and this is the Authentic Brand Mastery Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. This is your host, Adam Forrest. Um, So listen, we're going to be doing something a little bit different today, um, and I'm excited about it. So we're going to test the waters here. We might do uh, more and more of these types of episodes before I let you know what that is. Um, just a reminder that last week we talked about really taking some steps to kind of blow up your e-commerce sales. We get a lot of, we've been getting more and more e-commerce brands coming to us to help build their brands, to rebrand, to really set up their websites more professionally, um, with a focus on really building trust into their, their strategy and increasing sales. So one of our clients had up to a 70% increase in their average, uh, cart. So value. So, um, Really good stuff. So we're, we're all about support in the e-commerce world. And so today, we're going to be doing something a little different, as I mentioned. And we're bringing on one of the brand studios, our brand studio's clients. All right. So his name is Brandon, and he is the founder of My Product Developer. He comes from a family of rocket scientists, and he does incredible prototyping. Okay. And we're going to talk to, his, talk to him about his experience uh, why he was doing what he was doing, like why he started working with us, why he wanted to develop his brand. Um, the idea here is to give you some relatable insights from people who are uh, building their brands up in the same way as you might be as you listen to this. Um, and so you can hear from them and their experience and all that kind of stuff. So I think there could be a lot of value there that's very relatable. And so that's why we're going to start bringing on some of these clients so that you can hear from them firsthand. Now, one of the things that I don't talk about much up front um, for our brand studio. And we have one spot open right now. So if you're looking to really lean into some of your next steps there, um, you can book a call with us. But one of the things I don't talk about much, and we just added to our services page, um, is the brand accelerator. So what we've done now is that when you do work with us, and we'll talk about this on the strategy call, um, you're automatically enrolled into a brand accelerator. All right. And there's a small group of entrepreneurs, you know, we keep it very small and you, you, we have regular discussions on different strategies. You get to ask a lot of questions and people work together. We have some of these guys in the group, they work together, they do different things. And there's just a ton of value that we're seeing. So we're kind of pushing that a little bit more because the results and the value that come out of it, right? So this was something we did beta test on and it worked out really well. So I'm excited about the brand accelerator. We'll see where we take that next, but right now that is part of this process. So something that you guys can get a lot of value out of. Um, let's dive into this conversation with Brandon. Don't forget to stop by the uh, iTunes store. Leave us a five-star review, guys. We appreciate that support, and it goes a real long way to help push the show forward. Uh, so just take two minutes in the app there, and you can just scroll down, and you just leave a review, and uh, we appreciate you. So thank you so much, and we're going to dive into it right now. Let's do this. Okay, show me the heat. I know you're going to dig this. Brandon, what's up, buddy? Welcome to the show today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. 
I'm excited to have you here too. This is a little bit of a new approach here. I'm excited to kind of chat a little more in depth and kind of share with people uh, your experiences in building your brand and uh, what the prototyping world looks like and uh, how things have been progressing. So uh, what I like to do in the beginning of these uh, discussions is give people a little bit of background. So uh, in a nutshell, um, tell us a little bit about what's exciting, you know, with my product developer today, what's going on, like the big, big stuff. And then how did you get there? Like, why are we doing this? The little backstory. Yeah. So um, we are a product development firm that focuses on mechanically engineered devices. Uh, we, we focus in the rapid prototyping and making things really functional first and then aesthetically pleasing. So our, our main thing is making really unique designs in the medical field uh, and consumer hand tools, um, stuff like that, real specialized stuff. <clears throat> uh, how we got started was I've been just a tinker my whole life um, since I can remember literally like five years old playing in the garage with my dad. He was an engineer for NASA. So basically just, just <laughs> bred an engineer, you know, um, yeah. my uncle was in, one of the leading engineers in the country he was uh, one of the head engineers at aerospace for the last 40, 50 years. Uh, one of the, uh, <clears throat> he actually did the, the first four satellites. He was part of that program for the, wow. uh, the air force, uh, made the engine on the F-16. And from there, they just got bigger and crazier. A lot of stuff he does is top secret. So um, I can't really, I, I don't really know what he does now or what he did <laughs> in the last few years of his life, but starting out, he really killed it. So yeah. Um, yeah. And then, um, so I joined the Air Force. I was a mechanic in the Air Force for eight years, worked on everything, turbine engines, hydraulics, diesels, electric systems, AC. So I got a really good understanding of how everything works in, in real world practical applications and not just textbook. Yeah. So that was, I think that kind of sets me apart. Um, then I went to school when I got out and say entrepreneurship as well as um, prototyping human centered design, how to design things to work for people. Um, so I'm not like, I don't, I didn't take the normal route. I didn't um, study as an engineer, but I was, I just always been doing it. And um, when I work, I mean, I've worked with some of the leading engineers in the world. Um, my uncle being one of them, another guy that uh, was the head engineer on the F-22 project. And I never felt or never feel that I'm like behind the curve here. And it's just like a weird thing to like jump into that kind of scenario and be like, yeah, like this is this is cool. We can just we can go design some land gear on a jet. It's fine, and yeah. it works, you know. And and you know, it's just like it's just cool. And so yeah. I really enjoy it. Um, it's just been really exciting. My biggest challenge has been the marketing, though. Like, uh, you know, having a conversation with somebody, it's easy to show my excitement. It's easy to to you know show them how to solve the problem, but trying to get it across in a few seconds. Um, or the brand has been a real struggle over the last several years. So I'm really glad we got a chance to work together on that. Yeah. No, I mean, you have an incredible background. And when you told me uh, that you had a family of like rocket scientists, that's like one of those things that people say, but you don't really meet too many people who have, <laughs> have family members who actually were. So, you know, it looks like engineering is in your blood, right? You kind of grew up, you're surrounded by it, which means you learn a lot about it. And um, I can see why, you know, it's such an exciting craft, right? To make something from nothing, take new ideas and bring them to life. But 
you know, like as we work together, one of the things that was really fascinating is just kind of digging into, um, you know, where are we really putting our attention and what's the big picture look like of why we're doing this. And there's so much impact on the world of, you know, when we are improving someone's life because of this new prototype that becomes market ready um, and it actually helps people. Right. So especially yeah. in the medical space, like we talked about and in the contract, uh, contractor space because of the work that they do. So I guess I'm curious on um, a little bit of like when you started, when you came out of the Air Force, that's when you started the business, right? No, I started when I was in college and I was um, getting a minor in this prototyping thing. Uh, I really, I really grew myself as an entrepreneur before I went to college and started a few other companies. Um, And when I was there, they started recommending for these like really big projects in the medical field. The, the university started recommending it as like their leading expert on uh, 3D printing and some other things. And I was like, wow, that's like, it was the first time I was really uh, referred to as an expert in anything. And my professors were asking me like, how do you know this stuff? You know, like, I, I don't know how you're doing this. You know, I'm like, I just experienced, you know, I've been doing it my whole life and I, I'm yeah. not just the last few years when I'm in college, but literally like, um, my whole life. So, yeah. Yeah. um, it was really interesting when the professors started asking me questions like, well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then we're getting referred to work on with some leading researchers around the world. So I love at that. that point I was like, okay, I should probably, should probably see where this goes. And I just started yeah. profile online and started getting contacted and, got more and more projects and what started becoming a side just some extra side cash uh involved into the business that is today and we changed names and did some other things and changed focus as we grew yeah. and bottom partners but yeah that's how it all got started that's cool yeah and i know like a lot of people listening will find themselves in a predicament where they want to pursue this world of entrepreneurship but they don't really know what they want to do um but just looking at your path and we'll we'll get into present day in a second um you kind of like leaned into what you were what was kind of like part of who you are. It's kind of your truth, right? Like you grew up yeah. as this engineer, you did it in the air force. You were, you saw people like talking your professors, talking to you about it and recognizing a talent in college. Um, and then you tested the water. So you kind of like, I always talk to people, right. When we, before we ever worked together about getting right. proof of concept. And so you were getting proof of concept, whether you would call it that or not at the time, it's sure. just, it was still showing you that there's money to be made and it's actually helping people, right? Yeah. <laughs> so there's something there which kind of says, hey, well, what can we do to, to do more of this? Um, and I know COVID was a factor for you before you reached out uh, to me. And so maybe you could tell people just a little bit about that experience. And, you know, I, I know sometimes people like they, they get stuck thinking like, well, is it the right time for me to, to take a step and invest in my business like this? And what does it actually mean to my business? And I like them to get a sense of like where you were and what inspired you. Yeah. So it's actually really interesting. The beginning of COVID was actually really beneficial for me because everyone was freaking out wanting new products COVID related. Um, so at the beginning, I actually had a big spike and then it just dropped off because the economy started to sink and yeah. this has slowed down on their spending and it was just harder and harder to get clients. Um, 
I actually started uh, traveling to South America during that time or like near the end, just because, well, I already planned on doing this, Um, but also um, lower cost of living helped me kind of have some extra cash to reinvest back into the company. And I knew like it's something I needed to do because it was going from like making maybe like eight, five to 8,000 a month, um, down to two, three thousand dollars a month, you know, and of course we've got bigger months and smaller months, but right. Um, so yeah, it, it was like pretty, it was like, you know, my savings are starting to dwindle and I was like, I got to figure out another process. Cause at first my thought was, I'll just wait this out. It's going to bounce back. It's not going to be a big deal, but you know, seven, eight months into it, nine months a year. Start, start looking back on. Okay. Yeah. So, so I know that feeling, dude. <laughs> yeah. So following, uh, so I, I, you were not the first person I worked with. Um, a couple of years ago, I worked with a company that were top rated, top 3% rating from Google. I don't know where, how that comes about, but uh, <laughs> they're PPC company, you know, well, yeah. we got this down. We're going to get your pay-per-click for anyone that doesn't yeah. know. And um, they guaranteed three times return or money back. They didn't do anything. I didn't get my money back. Yeah. Um, I mean, literally I got two leads. No, neither of them answered the, the landing pages just looked terrible. I didn't say much because my thought is these guys are the experts. I have no idea what works. So right. I'm just going to let them do the thing. And they, I don't know. It was just a really not great experience. Um, so, it so I was kind of burned. I didn't do anything for two years with hiring people. I was just like, that was such a bad experience. Um, and I never had like a lot of extra cash to invest. So like when I invest cash, I need to feel confidence can come back to me. <laughs> right. and, and, um, then I was like, well, okay. I tried some Indian coming. I was super cheap just because it was low risk. Um, I figure I just start going through these guys. So I find something again, I don't even, I didn't have really, yeah, I just didn't see anything coming out of it. I, maybe they were doing stuff on the back end. I don't understand. And people tell me needs more time, but just talking to them, I just didn't get a feel. They really understood what I was looking for. Right. Um, and they didn't understand my company and our positioning at all. And like trying to have that conversation with them just didn't exist. Uh, went to a cheaper company in the U S Again, same kind of thing. They were going to ask them on my website. They had a phone number in the corner and a copyright. And they're like, we optimized it for you. And let's go. I'm like, mm, did you? <laughs> so then I was like, I didn't even finish the month out with them. I was just like, again, I didn't feel like they were understanding what the direction or the image I wanted the company to portray. Right. Right. Um, I think that's when I found you. Uh, yeah. I think I was still actually working with this other company. Oh. Um, and that's why I didn't even finish it. I was just like, I just want to do something that's going to work. You know, I don't want to waste my time just testing the waters if I have a bad feeling already. And again, maybe those things would have worked out had I stuck around, but I just didn't get a good feeling. And I just, yeah. Normally those initial feelings. To you, it yeah. was totally different. You just like started talking about the why and the how and, you know, who my ideal clientele is and what I want to portray and what I want to, and like, okay, this is what I want. And when I was looking for you, I don't know how, exactly how I found you, but I stopped looking for like a PPC or a marketing guy. I just was like, I just need to find strategy. Cause obviously the other guys aren't 
doing it. So that, so that was changed like my focus. And I don't know, we just had a conversation. I felt super comfortable. I don't even remember what that conversation was. I just remember being like, this guy gets what I'm trying to do. Maybe even more kind of almost more than what I understand that I need. I just felt really good about it. Um, it was a little over what I was expecting to pay or what I was looking to pay, but I'm glad I did it. So I'm very happy with where we ended up. Um, and then while we were working, I don't know, like, I can't uh, say like it was one thing or the other, but just having a clear image and direction, I landed my next two biggest clients uh, that first month. So I, I did like $30,000 within, I don't know, maybe a month or two of starting with you. So that was a pretty cool. But this is, I love, I love hearing that kind of stuff. And yeah, there's a lot of variables that can come into play, but it's interesting because, you know, when you're going through stressful times in business, like the COVID year for you, right? The eight, nine sure. months, 10 months go by and you're like trying to ride it out or try some cheaper, um, you know, teams that might support you. And it's like, you burn money when you don't, then all of a sudden you don't have the income and it's like even more, it's even scarier to then invest in yourself because now you're holding yeah. back saying, I'll wait till I'm more successful, meaning make more money, then I'll invest myself. But to become more successful, we have to sometimes step up and like break through. And yeah. the, the thing that I've seen happen with multiple people now who have done that is they finally realize, all right. I got to take this step. And to your point, though, it's like you got to find the right person that you vibe with and that makes sense. Otherwise, yeah, it's you know, it's it may not work out. But when you do, you you open yourself up to have perspective shifts, see your business differently, um, manage your conversations on sales calls differently. And you your confidence starts shifting. And it's not just about the technical work that we do, but it's about um, how you're now clearly seeing the business and you can position yourself and make those sales and things like that. So I, it, you know, whatever the cause may be, you opened yourself up to, uh, by investing and, you know, the universe basically responds, right? Yeah. I think it's related. And again, I can't say it was one thing or the other, but I definitely think those two things probably wouldn't have happened. Like I might've landed this client, but I probably would have brought them in as much smaller projects, you know? That, that, and, that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, like, yeah, having the whole thing together, like really, yeah. She was like, oh, here's my value here. Like this is exactly I can charge this for this. Absolutely. <clears throat> and it's going to keep going up. I mean, I, I've had people too, who joined our program captivate, you know, last year or whatever. And, you know, within a week, like they were so stressed out. They're like, well, I can't invest this, you know, a few thousand dollars to do this right now. Um, and then he's like, I remember this story from India where his mentor was, cause he's like a meditation mm -hmm. coach and stuff. And he's like, he used to teach me that I have to let go. When you let go of things, you can make room for more to come back to you. And so he's like, I decided to just invest. And then a week and a half to two weeks after he made, he closed seven deals in a row and doubled his prices. And that was just because of a couple conversations where it's like, Hey, let's set the record straight. Like, how should you be pricing? Can you do this? And it, you know, just all of a sudden those little nudges can make significant changes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's pretty, pretty cool to see that stuff happen. So, um, so you decided to, you know, rebrand and now you're up and you're live. And so what are you, uh, working on now? Like what's next for you that you're, you're up and running and you kind of got this new vision. 
So now the next thing is um, I've been buying my leads since I started this company. I've never really uh, had, yeah, I've never really been successful with these PPC like I was talking about in the past. Um, so now I need to work on finding a partner to drive traffic to my site. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we had talked, we're, we're like currently talking about moving forward on something of that nature, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, after closing out those projects, I did take about a week off this last week. So kind of regather myself. I was working pretty hard. To- I saw some vacation uh, photos, I think. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> This last week's been uh, pretty chill, um, but yeah, I have a few other projects I'm also working on. I always have multiple projects running at a time, but yeah, my next thing is really to focus on uh, finding the right partner to drive traffic to my site. And there's a lot of different ways to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. And tell me a little bit about, um, you know, so I guess I'm curious about maybe a client experience that you've had uh, with prototyping. Anything cool that you can share just from past or present or whatever? Yeah. So uh, one of my favorite stories um, happened a few months ago. Uh, It was this girl in college. She wanted to make uh, these frames. She called them flex frames. And she wanted a frame that was universal for different lenses. Okay. And she spoke to... Uh, several different engineers and firms and they all just told her it wasn't impossible. Right? And I was just like, well, like, I don't think we're going to nail this on our first try, but I have some, you know, we can, we can, you know, play around and find something that will work. Um, so what we made uh, essentially was a, a silicone rubberish elastic band that would fit around each, each lens, but it, it also used, utilized the lens as the frame. So when you put the lens in it, instantly gain structure and at our first go we're it's not perfect but it's pretty close to market ready so i was like a really cool turn of events um and we did it relatively quick it took us uh, maybe like a week to build a prototype actually we did it in a three-hour session i I believe um just a quick go and then we we had the prototype made so um yeah, within like two weeks, she had the prototype in her hands, um, feeling it out, testing it, you know, giving me feedback. Um, now she's going to raise some more capital so we can we can finish the rest. She wants to bring more investors in for um, for manufacturing. So okay, uh, that's where she's at. Um, but yeah, it's like she has something that she can go and show investors now, and she has something that she can. Right you know, look at it and say, okay, well maybe we can tweak this and that, but now she has a really strong solid uh, part to point to start. And, you know, she can make improvements. I don't ever think that anything you do, whether it's marketing or design or like, is ever like really perfect or done, but at some point you say, okay, this is a, uh, a minimal viable product MVP and it's good enough to go to market. And she's really close with just uh one go at this. So I'm well, that's sure. part of what you do though. Like you've defined yeah. part of how you operate as trying to bring things together market ready, right? Like you always right. have the end game in mind, um, which means that you really refine things even right out of the gate. Sure. So when I design something, we're looking at, 
okay, why are we doing this? Who, who are we doing this for? What are they going to need? But then we also are looking at how are you going to manufacture it? How are you going to package it? How is it going to get to the consumer? You know, do you have a marketing plan? Like having partners like you that I can refer people out to as a, you know, to help create that marketing plan and marketing strategy. We have attorneys on hand to make legal entities. So, uh, and a lot of other services as well, but we try to, we try to build a relationship with all the people that my clients are going to need so that we never just say, okay, you get to figure the rest out. Good luck. <laughs> right. Um, right. And I, I focus it around these three pillars. Um, so you have the product or service for us. We're pretty much just building products. Um, then you have the logistics, which is kind of a catch-all in a sense, but right. uh, then you have the audience. So logistics is how you're getting things hire the mechanics behind everything essentially. And then um, the audience is going to consist of your, your marketing, your, um, your branding, your marketing, your sales, and any other communication and, and image that you have with that client. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty cool story too. I think it's relatable for people here and they might be wondering, well, when is it appropriate to consider a prototype? And, you know, maybe she got these flex frames put together for eyeglasses. And if she got the prototype, she can, I mean, that's actually really great for um, getting consumer feedback as well. Right. So yes, investors, but now you have a tangible thing. You can show people, you can get feedback. You could even run Kickstarter campaigns and things Absolutely. like that to really uh, highlight it and, and see, do I have something? Cause Kickstarter has become a way to almost do product uh, market validation in a sense. So like, or Absolutely. product validation, because you can see is, are people excited about this or not? Yeah. We, we recommend uh, people do Kickstarters as well as build full websites and sell the product. Um, and then we basically do pre-sales, but we, we encourage them instead of, well, you can either do pre-sales or you can do, um, Hey, we're out of stock, you know, we'll let yeah. you know when you get in. So as soon as people are clicking to the credit card page, that's when we say you can define that as a sale. So if someone looks at it, but no, when they say, okay, purchase, and then they, you can give them the message and click that what their email, notify them when you're actually ready to sell. That's a really good way to prove it out before. Uh, I mean, some of these molds can be 10 to over a hundred K. Uh, I've seen them go to quarter million. Um, so you know, you want to, before you start investing that kind of money, even if you have that money, like why just throw it out there? You want to have a proof of concept. Of course. Yeah. I mean, and, and that just goes for anything digital, tangible. Um, we always need to make sure that we actually have something that's sellable and, you know, it goes to the classic minimum viable product. So people, they, they put minimum viable in front of everything. Now, minimum viable courses, minimum viable product, minimum viable service, <laughs> you know, but um, you know, I, I, what I appreciate about how you approach things is, the the strategic experience that you bring to the table to make something market ready, but also not just money grabbing in the sense of, yeah, let's spend, uh, you know, 20K when maybe you might say, well, you're not ready for that yet. Let's do something for 5K and and make sure it's uh, there's a fit in the market. Right. Right. So um, that saves people a lot of headaches and then you can work with them through each step of the way. So entrepreneurs out there, when you have a unique idea, I mean, a lot of times we try to go to, to China or Alibaba, find a product, sell it. That's great. But there's scenarios where you're bringing something very unique and to disrupt a market, right? So if you're going to disrupt yeah. a market, you don't just go to Alibaba. 
No, it's two totally different things. Um, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with like the Amazon FBA model. I think it's a great way. Um, but what we do is very different. We're looking for people that typically have thought of an idea for an extended period of time. They thoroughly understand their problem, if nothing else. Um, a lot of people come to me and they're like, hey, I've been thinking about creating a new whatever for the past decade. And I'm, I really know exactly, and they've really thought it through. Um, typically, even people like engineers I work with that have 10, 20 years of experience, when you start to build it together, we'll find other things that, you know, are just hard to see when you have it on your head. So we start to lay it out and we can tweak and improve on those ideas. But we like to have people that have like a well thought out either problem or idea. Um, recently, I had a medical a surgeon come to me. Um, again, I can't go into too much detail, but same kind of thing. He had a really defined problem with the medical um, st- uh, equipment that he has to work with right. and, and how it's impacting negatively on the client or on the patient's lifestyle. And, and he knows how he wants to f- make it better, but he doesn't actually know what the solution is yet. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I really, I think that's the most important part of the product design is really understanding the strategy up front of like how we're going to solve the problem. Yeah. Because once you know, like, okay, we need to make a wheel, any engineer can design a wheel, all right? You know, it needs to spin, but maybe there's a better way, maybe like a paddle or something is going to work better or a piston or something in that place. So really having the strategy of the function and we can just do tests. Like um, we do, uh, we work with people as little as three hours at a time to do like, Hey, let's just design this component see if it's going to work. Just isolate that one part that we're not sure about before we invest in the whole design and build everything else around it. Right. Yeah. And I think that's important. So, you know, for anybody that is, you know, listening and you're like, oh, I have this great idea. I want a prototype, but you've been afraid because, oh, it's such a big process or it's expensive. Um, how, how do you work with certain people, um, you know, on the smaller budget? I know you have the rapid prototyping and maybe there's some lighter touch points like you're talking about to kind of test the waters a little bit. How does that play out? Yeah. So I like to, um, we, we, we like to work with like, um, we start like a, a minimum of like 600 bucks that gives you three hours of us to work together and we're actually designed together digitally, like through a virtual meeting at the end of it, you can take that file. We can have it 3d printed, um, typically, or we have machines that I work with depending on what the application is. And that gives you just something that you can work with. Now, I mean, it's not going to solve, you know, we're not going to build an airplane in three hours, but if there's a component or there's something that we're trying to figure out how it works, um, I have one client, he, he's aware of the challenge, but he is wants to make perpetuation motion machine, which for any of you that have studied physics, it's considered impossible. Um, and you know what, like he wants me to build certain geometries and we work together on that and we do it in small chunks and that's, it's just a fun project for him to, to play with. So I have all kinds of projects that we do, but um, I really like to stay on things that we're, we're working on the function and how it's going to relate. Right. Um, and, you know, if, if you have another type of project, I have other professionals that we can refer you to to help if you're trying to make like a sculpture or something like that. Um, I'm not your guy, but I know lots of people that can do those things. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so sorry, back to the question. Yeah, we, we can start in bite-sized chunks of development and proof of concept so that you're not investing, you know, in the entire development of a project at once. Right, right, um, right. Because that can be quite a lot. Right, right. Okay, so you build confidence as you go because you're validating steps uh, each way. So, yeah. you know, it's worth just having that strategy call and seeing where you land and stuff like that. So, um um, I think so. I want to be respectful of your time and everybody listening. So I think we'll wrap up and I appreciate you sharing your story about, you know, just kind of where you were coming from, how you worked with me and stuff like that. Um, and kind of how you work as a prototyping professional. So anybody listening, if that's in your space, then Brandon's definitely a go-to guy and knows what he's doing. So Brandon, where can people find you to learn more and check out the rebrand of your new website and everything that you got going on? Yeah. The best way to reach out to me is on myproductdeveloper.com. It's my product singular developer.com. Um, and go ahead and book a, a, a 15 minute strategy call with me. We'll, we'll get an introduction. I'll, you know, I want to really understand and try to uh, get a, get some information about you and, and your, your problem. And we'll give you some feedback, even if you don't work on us on how we can, you know, maybe improve that a little bit or, you know, give you some direction to where to go if we're not a good fit. Perfect. Appreciate your time today, Brandon. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks. Thanks for tuning into the Authentic Brand Mastery Podcast. Don't forget to stop by changecreator.com for more information, fresh articles, content, and our services if you're looking to build a brand that people love. And please stop by iTunes, leave us a five-star review. We appreciate your support.